So Joe Biden has won the presidency. What's that going to do to the cannabis industry? We'll have to wait and see. But ultimately, doesn't look too good, although they've said that they're going to decriminalize it. We'll see if that's actually the case, because the history with Joe Biden, specifically between 1986 and 1990, when Joe Biden introduced a handful of bills aimed at getting tough on criminals, uh, he even said um, in 2010 that there's a difference between some sending someone to jail and then legalizing it, and that he thinks legalization is a mistake, and he still believes marijuana is a gateway drug. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. So Joe Biden has been elected to president. What's that mean for the cannabis industry? Well, Biden's stance on cannabis has evolved considerably since the late 80s and even since his comments in 2010 with the understanding that the American public wants to see restrictions ease on cannabis. So Biden said back in January of 2019 that he hasn't always been right. I know we haven't always gotten things right regarding incarcerations for marijuana offenses, but I've always tried. So furthermore, in 2019, while speaking with prospective voters in New Hampshire, um, looks like Biden doesn't believe that anyone should be in jail for simply smoking or possessing cannabis, and he supports decriminalizing it and automatically expunging records. So decriminalizing and legalization, totally different. In other words, Biden's current proposal aims at undoing some of the previous social inequities caused by the war on drugs by removing the use and possession as a criminal offense at the federal level that would be done by moving cannabis from a Schedule 1 to a Schedule 2. What that means is that Big Pharma gets it, not the people. So it means that the whole rec system could go away, that there is no cultivation, that it's only allowed to be handled by Big Pharma. Schedule one, in case you forget, is there's no adaptation, no use for medical, whereas schedule two is acceptable for medical use. And most people can't afford that. So going through all FDA trials to have synthetic pills and no, nobody wants that. So on one hand, there's a plan from basically day one, it would pave the way for cannabis banking reform. On the other hand, you're looking at a logistical nightmare for the cannabis industry as a kind of plays in the hands of the FDA being scheduled to for anything that's medicinal benefits. So that plan to reschedule cannabis might be well-intentioned, but the move would allow the FDA to potentially impact strict regulations on the industry. So for example, it would require that clinical trials be run to support claims that cannabis can be used to treat ailments such as glaucoma or there are certain types of pain. And the FDA would also be responsible for overseeing the manufacturing, packaging, distribution, likely imposing strict requirements on producers in regards to THC levels. But a lot of industry stakeholders seem to agree that the major cannabis reform policy largely depends on the election and makeup of Congress. So even if Republicans hold the Senate, we may see something like the Safe Banking Act pass. If the Democrats take the Senate and hold the House with the Biden winning, then there could be a chance of significant reform potentially furthering just banking. We could be looking at something like the Moore Act with full federal descheduling. But if it does happen, it's probably not going to happen in the first 100-day initiative. There's other things that are definitely going to have to tackle first in terms of just their own agenda and the economy. So there is potential for the U.S. cannabis industry to change under a Biden presidency, but experts seem to agree that the momentum is going to continue with or without him. So this is really about budget deficits and kicking the can down the road. We just have to wait and find out.
With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Yelland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.